T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we're back. Keith McPherson on the fan of 5-hour KM to AM. Joining me right now is Paul Schwartz. From the New York Post covering the New York football giants. How's it going, Paul? Keith, it's going good. Good to hear from you. It's the middle of December, and the Giants have a game with playoff implications, and I'm not looking ahead to the draft and thinking about who's going to get fired. So it's, um, it's real football, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> December football, yes. And thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for taking the time. You know, I wanted to bring in a guest, but... No one wants to come on my show, so thanks for taking the time out to join me and talk well, about Well, this is the, the first Giants. time I've been asked, so um, if, if, it, if we hit it off, then we can do it again. How's that? We're, we're already off and running, so let's get right into it and talk about Daniel Jones. I feel like this has been a prove-it year for Daniel Jones, and he has proved it, but he hasn't proved it to everyone. He's had success in the past against Washington, and he really needs to channel some of that this Sunday night. The whole world will be watching. It's Sunday night football. They flexed it because it's playoff implications, right? And, uh, you know, I had to take the last couple days where I just – I don't see it. I don't see the Giants winning out. I don't see the Jets winning out either. But it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. They can control their own destiny, and it starts with Daniel Jones. How – how do you feel about Daniel Jones's year in totality leading into uh, you know a potential contract? And how do you feel about him this Sunday going out there against Washington? Well, we got a couple of um, things button heads, right, Keith? He is um, uh, two and one at Washington, playing the uh, Commanders. It should be three and zero. They had that terrible penalty, remember last year, with Dexter Lawrence being just offside mm-hmm. and um, um, you know the field goal at the buzzer. So he really should be three and zero, but he's two and one. He's thrown seven touchdown passes and zero interceptions in his three games in Washington. Um, I asked him today, "What do you like about it?" He said, "I like I like that place. I like that stadium." I said, "What?" He said, "Well, I really can't put my finger on it. You know, he he knew he really didn't have a lot of specifics. He likes it because he plays well there, right? Um, you know, it's kind of a dump of a stadium actually, but um, um, <laughs> you know, but 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 he's played well there, so so that helps him. Um, he's also zero and nine in primetime games. Now the Giants are zero and nine in primetime games that he has started the last. Three and a half years, and um, what does that tell you? Number one, that when they play good teams under the lights, um, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a game where no one else is playing, they don't play well. They haven't won a lot of games at 1 o'clock, 4.30, 
or 8.30, so, you know, that's a problem. Um, you know, I think Daniel has played well. Um, I, I think he's a better player now under Dayball and Mike Kafka than he has been. Uh, he's, look, he fumbled the ball the last time against Washington, right? That was only his third lost fumble. He's only got four interceptions, um, only 12 touchdown passes, so he's not doing a lot of tremendous things production-wise. He's doing very little to hurt the team as far as big mistakes. And um, what this says to me, Keith, is, he needs another year in this system, right? Yep. He's not a rookie. I wrote about this in our Post Sports Plus subscription service. He's not a rookie. There's no question about it. But Brian Dable said last week he was talking about everyone want in, wants instant gratification with these quarterbacks. Now, I understand he's not a rookie, so it's not like his first year. But it's his first year with these guys. And, and what do all quarterbacks say? Boy, my second year in the system, I'm so much more comfortable. Well, this is the end of his first year, so um, – Obviously, they need more weapons. They need more blocking. They need more everything. But um, you know, I think Daniel is is he's not a top ten quarterback, and he's not a bottom ten quarterback. He's somewhere in that you know twelve to eighteen range, and um, you know that's probably good enough for now. It has to be, and you know, there's a lot of talk about the weapons that he has and the lack thereof receivers that he has. And something I've said is, how could you not want to see this guy grow? under Brian Dable and Mike Kafka in a, in year two. Take that next step. For me, he did the two things that he needed to do this year, right? The knocks on him were that he can't stay healthy. He was available. He fought through that ankle injury early. He ran, and uh, he, he made plays, and, and they were off to a 6-1 and one start, a 7-2 and two start, and then he took care of the ball, right? The turnovers, like you mentioned, only a couple fumbles, only a couple interceptions, that's going to happen. He cleaned that type of stuff up. If he gets some weapons around him, I think he can take that next step, right? The NFL, so much of the NFL is getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers and yards after after catch, them doing the rest. So uh, pivoting to his one real weapon, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a pro bowler this year. He had a bounce back year. He had a more of you know what we expect from Saquon type of year. And there's going to be conversation around his contract and what he's going to get, and I feel like there are some fans that are fading off of that because as of lately, he's been banged up. We know he had the neck injury. He hasn't been as effective as of late, but I, I don't put all of that on Saquon. Sure, he's beat up. He's tired as December football. Guys, nobody's healthy. Guys are all hurt. But at the same time, it's week to week, and everyone can watch the film and say, okay, we just got to put seven, eight guys in the box and stop Saquon. Don't let Saquon beat us. And we'll take our chances with Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. So what are you thinking about this week? I really feel like, you know, if you can get a Saquon 100-yard rushing game, if Saquon can break a big run, hit a home run, that's going to be a difference in this game. They need Saquon to channel that. And they've got to just figure out how to call the right plays, get in the right formation, and get him into the open field. And, and don't fall behind. Don't forget the last game against Washington. They fell behind ten nothing really fast, right? You know, and and but they they stuck with Saquon. He he had like a, what sixty yards in the first half, and then he completely fell off the cliff in the second half. You know, there's no question. Um, you know, several weeks ago when the Giants were winning, Saquon was leading the league in rushing. Now he's not leading the league in rushing. Um, the good news is he is not on the, even on the injury report this week. Okay, he practiced fully today, Wednesday. Um, there's no, you know, Saquon, parentheses, shoulder, neck was limited. None of that. He's full. Is he 100%? I'm sure he's not, but he was 100% enough to practice fully. Um, look, this team has proven that they cannot win unless Saquon Barkley has a big game. It's, it's just he's their only playmaker. You, know, you mentioned the receivers. 
Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson. That is one, two, three, four in whatever order you want to put them in. And they are, you know, we all know what ha- Galladay is, is just finished at this point as a player. It looks like to me. Uh, Tony was traded. Sterling Shepard got hurt. Wandale Robinson got hurt. So this is the worst collection of receivers of any team that is vying for the playoffs. There's no question about it. Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, Saquon. It's easier said than done. The interior of the offensive line is just not playing well. And then you have last week when Evan Neal, the rookie right tackle, I talked to him today. I pulled him off to the side in the locker room. He is very much of a stand-up guy, although I'm glad he was sitting because when he stands up, I have to really – Crane my neck. He's a big he's a, dude. He is a big dude. So sitting, it was we were eye to eye when he was sitting, and I was standing. And um, um, he takes ownership. He realizes that you know he, he said he was too slow in his pass sets. His footwork was not right. Um, you know they they need to have a form there where Saquon Barkley can run behind the massive Evan Neal and they can get yards. Um, it has to happen. They they just can't pass their way out of these games on a consistent basis. You know Daniel, Daniel Bellinger is feeling better. Um, you know he said he's going to play with those sore ribs. You know that's a good thing. But let's face it, this guy is not you know Kelsey out there. He's a rookie who's learning the ropes. Um, you know, Saquon, it's going to be very interesting. You know, they love the guy. He is, he is Mr. Giant. Uh, he's a leader. He's a great guy um, in the locker room. He's a great guy in the community. You know, he's their Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year, um, you know, delegate. Um, you know, it would be nice to see him string together a few hundred-yard games here, and then he can kind of go into the offseason and um, either free agency or franchise tag or whatever they want to do with him, um, you know, on an upswing because it's kind of a downer now, and he kind of needs to pick it up. You know, he doesn't need to be fifth or sixth in a league in rushing. He needs to get those yards up a little bit. Yeah, and I, I mean, if, if he turns it on and finishes strong and uh, his numbers look good, I, I, I've talked about this. He's not going to get the Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey money, but I think there's a chance that they do right by him and they bring him back because he is, you know, really a part of the Giants' core and a leader on the team and a respected guy. And, and you know, I look at him as a number two overall pick. I look at Daniel Jones as a number six overall pick. And you want those guys to be extended, right? Because if you don't extend them, technically that's a fail. You, you use a high pick on them, and uh, if you don't retain them, then you, you kind of wasted the pick. You didn't hit on the pick. Now, we mentioned some of the weapons, uh, the receivers that are not there. And uh, Richie James is a guy that's emerged this year, but he's concussed again, another concussion. I saw that the Giants signed Jaden Mickens, who was with uh, Tampa, was with yep. Jacksonville. And I think that's really just for punt return purposes. I don't think they're going to be able to get him right in, you know, to learn the playbook. But at least they are doing something. There was a lot of conversation this week around Odell Beckham Jr. and him not signing now until March. But he did visit with the Giants. He's not ready to help a team this season. You see the Cowboys go get T.Y. Hilton. You see the Bills go get Cole Beasley. The Giants didn't effectively go sign another receiver to, to you know, help them out. I guess Isaiah Hodgins counts. He was signed like midseason. Yeah, look, I mean, they're not fooled. Um, Even when they were six and one or seven and two, I think Joe Shane looks at this as a a a very much the first year of of a program, and then you win all those games in the beginning, and and you know. I don't know how they were winning all those games. They were all close games. They were doing the right things. They got some breaks. They made some plays at the end. Um, and, and all of a sudden they have this great record. And, and now we're seeing the, the warts on the roster. And, and look, their injury report every week is longer than the other teams. Uh, the, the, 
Uh, commanders had no players not practice today, okay? The Giants have a bunch of them not practice. This is the way it is all yeah. year. they got to figure that out. Um, you know, I, I think they believe that Richie James will be able to play this week. He was running. He was out on the sideline today, which is a good sign for a guy in the concussion protocol. You know, he's not in a dark room somewhere. Um, so I have a feeling uh, as long as he progresses, he'll be okay. Look, he's an okay punt returner, and he's, you know, he's, he's a he's – a, middling receiver who's done some good things on a team with a bad passing attack. You know, it's like anything, Keith, right? You know, as a basketball guy, right? And the bad NBA team averages a hundred points a game, right? And they have to have, get a hundred points. So somebody has to score 18 points a game. Somebody has to have 15. So you look at it and you say, Oh, this guy's got 18 points and uh, nine rebounds a game. He must be a good player. Well, He's an okay player, but somebody has to score in that team. I mean, somebody has to catch passes on this Giants team. You know, they, they have to. That doesn't mean, you know, do I think Richie James will be here next year catching passes? I do not. You know, I, Isaiah Hodgins, I'm not sure. Um, you know, Darius Slayton's a free agent. I mean, they, they have a lot Kenny of work. Galladay can get cut. <laughs> well, well Galladay will be cut, and they'll save money on, on the cap, and they'll have a dead money, uh, you know, hit, which is not attractive. You know, you mentioned about – you know, Saquon is the number two pick, and about Daniel Jones is the number six pick of different regimes. Don't forget that. You know what right. I mean? I mean, Joe Shane can trade Kadarius Tony before the trade deadline, and it's not on him, right? It's like, I didn't pick the guy. I wouldn't have picked the guy. You know, you know Joe Shane would not have picked Kadarius Tony. So he can say, look, I'm, I'm cleaning up somebody else's mistake. So he doesn't have to justify Daniel. He doesn't have to justify Saquon. I'm not saying he's going to throw them out, but, you know, the GM, you know, who does he pick? You know, we're looking at Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal and Bellinger and Dane Belton and all of his guys, Wandale Robinson, and, the, you know, the guys he brought in are free agents who kind of one year, one year just, you know, help us build the program, guys. Um, you know, that's on his resume. These other guys, if they work out great, if not, you know, he'll get rid of them just because they're not, they're not his, on his ledger. Keith McPherson talking to Paul Schwartz from the New York Post about the New York Giants. Let's talk about the offensive line. We're talking about injuries. We're talking about Daniel Jones, Saquon. Uh, something I've been stressing this week is in December, December football, a lot of these games are won in the trenches. It is cold. It is rainy. It is windy. And, you know, the big guys are the ones that are mano e mano, man-to-man in a fight every game. And, I mean, this line... You had, uh, you know, Josh uh, Izudu and Shane Lemieux and a couple other names on the injury report. You just get Evan Neal back. You, a couple weeks ago, get Nick Gates back. I mean, they got to open up holes for Saquon. They've got to protect Daniel Jones. And now, like you mentioned as well, with the Washington Commanders coming off a bye week, rested and coming off of their last game, tying with the Giants, you know, familiarity and getting Chase Young back, we assume, I'm pretty sure everyone's saying that Chase Young will be active. It's going to be a challenge for this offensive line. It is. This is a real, we all know that's, you know, I think Chase Young will be back. You know, he was close two weeks ago and they held him. Then they had their bye. So he got an extra week. Um, I don't know if he's going to play 50 snaps, but he will play. So then you have four for four on the defensive line who are all first round picks. And, you know, that can go either way. But I'll tell you, Payne and Allen in the middle of that defensive line, that's the best duo in the league, I, I think. You know, I, I think um, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, when they're healthy, are really good. These two guys for the commanders are better. They're terrific. Um, look, it, it's been it's been 
left guard has been just this bugaboo all season, right? They thought it was going to be Shane Lemieux. He got hurt. They put Ben Bredesen in, and he was okay. You know, you know, I know privately some of these coaches were like, thank goodness we have Bredesen. He saved us. Then he got hurt. Um, do I think he's going to be back this week? I think it's close. Close. I don't know if he's going to be back. It might be another week. Um, you know, Gates is a great story, but... I don't know if he, I don't think he's played great since he's been he's been at guard. Um, Feliciano could be a one and done. You know, this is one of those guys they brought in um, from Buffalo. Uh, good program guy. You know, uh, hold the fort guy. I don't know if he'll be back next year. Uh, Glowinski has, was their quote unquote big ticket free agent at right guard. Um, he's been okay. Um, you know, Andrew Thomas has been terrific. He gave up a sack early last week, but he's been terrific. So, yeah, this and, and they think Evan Neal is, is a franchise, you know, type right tackle who's going through rookie growing pain. So, um, you know, just like on the defense, who they, they have issues, but they think they have two young edge rushers who they can build on. The Giants think they have two tackles that they can build around, but mm-hmm. um, the interior has been rough, and this is a tough group. You know, they completely stonewalled the Giants on the ground in the second half. Um, in that 2020 tie. So, um, you know, until proven otherwise, it's going to be tough. Okay, last question is about a, a group that I'm most concerned with, the DBs, the defensive backs. I mean, tough luck losing Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney the way that they did. But watching Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown have their way last week, uh, it's hard for me to look at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and not think that they're going to have some success, too, if these guys don't step up. Julian Love has been great. He's a, pole bo- uh, a pro bowler. But, man, they've got to find some answers at corner to lock guys down and not let the big plays beat them this weekend. Well, look, I mean, a guy like Julian Love, who's, who's a stand-up guy, he's a great guy to talk to. I mean, is he a pro bowler? I'm not sure about that. And, you know, like in the, in the play last week where he comes over and he looks like he's going to put a hit on and he doesn't, and he looks, goes for the interception, he doesn't get it, and, and you know, it, it's a touchdown. You know, he's overextended. You know, that's, that, deep, deep, you know that deep safety situation is supposed to be Xavier McKinney. He's not there. So now you're taking, you know, your sideline to sideline safety out. Uh, with that terrible, you know, uh, all-terrain vehicle accident. I mean, his hand does not look good, Keith. You know, his, 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 the pins are out of that hand, but, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't look like, you know, it, I don't put it this way. I don't think if he extends his hand, he's going to want you to shake it hard. Okay, so, you know, he's not quite ready yet. Um, maybe think, in like a week or two, he'll just wrap it up and go out there with a club, maybe, yeah, if, they, if they win this game Sunday and they're making a playoff push? You know, it, it's dangerous. You know, I mean, yeah, you can club certain injuries, but... You know, if, if the fingers are not quite there, you can't just club it up. I mean, I, gar- I, I, I can't guarantee you. I don't think he can squeeze your hand really hard. And so, you know, it's, not, it's too dangerous to just put a club on it. What's he going to do? Just, just, it's, you know, this is not pro wrestling where you put a foreign object in there and club it up and let him go knock people over. Um, yeah. Look, you're right. You're right. You should be completely worried about Fabian Moreau and about, Nick McLeod. I mean, these are guys who were not on the team after training camp, you know. Um, Cordell Flott, who's had an up-and-down rookie year. Jason Pinnock. You know, these are guys who were not supposed to be playing. Tony Jefferson is getting, you know, that kind of hybrid um, linebacker safety role. And, and, you know, Landon Collins is is on the practice squad, and and we thought he was going to be in that role, and he can't even get a uniform on Sunday. So, you know, that shows what the coaching staff thinks of him. So it is a... Um, untested group. It is a rough group. Um, they don't have their horses in there. And, 
you know, <laughs> you, you know what they have to do is, is go to Thibodeau and go to Ojolari and go to Dexter Lawrence, and I think Leonard Williams will be back this week and say, guys, you've got to get as much pressure as possible because we can cover back here, but just give us a couple of seconds. After that, you know, I don't know if we can do it. So last question before I let you go. I said we're turning the page tonight. Instead of underestimating the Giants and the Jets, we got to figure out ways to win. How do you think the Giants can go and win this game in Landover, Maryland, Sunday night football? Like, what's the main thing they have to do? What's the recipe, strategy? Like, how do they come out with a victory? It's been a while since they've got a win, over a month. It's true, and look, it was 2020. They don't have to do a heck of a lot more. They need to... I think the defense will keep them in the game. Now, last week against the Eagles, they did not keep them in the game. But that was, by and large, an aberration. I don't think Taylor Heineke had a great game against the Giants. He made an outrageous throw on fourth down, but he was throwing the ball up there, begging them to intercept it, and they couldn't do it. You know, that's on maybe the quality of the guys back there. So I think, look, they have to, you know, McLaurin is, 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 is the alpha there. They have to limit his big plays. If he catches nine passes, you know, make it be for 100 yards. It's not 150 yards and no 40-yard touchdowns. And, uh, look, Daniel Jones is, look, we know Saquon's going to have to run well. It's a hard front to run against. They're going to have to figure it out. Um, but, you know, Daniel Jones has played well in that building, as I said. He's going to have to play well. He's going to have to run the ball. Um, he's going to have to lay it all out there, you know, running, throwing. Um, you know, they're going to have to hit a big play to Slayton, something like that. Um, you know, they have to figure out a way to score 27 points, 24 points, and hope they can hold them to 21. That's the recipe with this team. You know, they, there's no shootouts. There's no 34-31s, I don't think. Um, look, the last time was 20-20, to 20, and the Giants got dominated in a lot of statistical categories, but you saw that, right, Keith? They had more chances to win the game down the stretch yeah, and in overtime. They won it in overtime. The yep. They should have won it, and they didn't win it. And well, I don't know, should have. They certainly could have. They could not make enough plays on offense, and that is, that's the sticking point with this team all year. Um, I don't think there's any miracles here. You know, the players are the players, but uh, Daniel Jones, if he just maybe make, maybe turns the corner once or twice more on some option runs and gets some extra yards, um, you know, maybe can score a touchdown with his legs. And um, look, Saquon has got to. He's presumably healthier now than he was last week and the week before. That's a good thing, and um, can't be hesitant. Uh, they have to stick with the run. They have to not get behind by too much. And, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, they have to control the ball, and Saquon's got to be running it, which has not been the case for about a month here. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Schwartz from the New York Post covering your New York Giants. Paul, thank you for joining my show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Keith. Anytime. Have a good night. Okay, folks, call me up, 877-337-6666. We're about halfway through my five-hour show, taking your calls on the Giants, on the Jets, on the Yankees, and, of course, the Mets. Let's break it down again, and I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right back at it on the fan. The Knicks are battling. I hope they pull this one off. It's it's in the fourth quarter now. Knicks are up 92-88. Looking for their fifth win in a row against the Bulls team. That's a team that's been at the top of the league. They have some superstar talent. So, you know, the Knicks are looking different. They're playing defense. It just says the fourth quarter. I don't know if they'll hold them under 100, but... Uh, it's going to come down to the end. If you're watching that game, um, I, I've had an eye on it as I'm doing other things, and we just talked to Paul Schwartz. Uh, if you're watching that game, Julius Randle has 27. Jalen Brunson has 21. They absolutely needed him to play, and he is. But DeMar DeRozan is in double digits. Patrick Williams is in double digits. Vucevic is in double digits. Levine is in double digits. And watch out for DeMar DeRozan. A stat came out that, like, he's the most clutch player in the NBA. They call him the king of the fourth. I have seen it with my own eyes in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. He just gets to that mid-range, and he looks to close the game out. He is a closer for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Look for him to try and go off and seal the deal in the fourth quarter. Get eyes on that Knicks game if you want to watch a good basketball game come down to the wire. What else? Uh, I just went and got some water. Shout out to Danny. Uh, Danny and I were looking at the damage. It's not damage, but there's some jingle juice in the kitchen. <laughs> like jungle juice, jingle juice. They were out here sipping, huh? We were just laughing like, oh, they were really out here partying, partying. They were out here drinking, drinking. There's it's a, a fridge with wine and beers in it. They left some stuff behind. There's like a step and repeat over there. I'm like, wow, they came in from two to five just to party and leave. I'm a nighttime guy, though. I'm, I would have had to leave my house at, like, 3.30 to get here by 4.30. <laughs> Just for a half hour of the party, I'm listening to Carton and Roberts. Carton and Roberts were here working, so at least they got to go, you know, peep the scene and lay eyes on it. But I just missed the WFAN Odyssey holiday party, and then the MLB Network party is tomorrow from 6 to 9. Guess when I'm on air? From 7.30 to I think 9.30, so, or from 6.30 to 8.30, so not going to go to the MLB Network holiday party, and I just missed um, my WFAN Odyssey work party, so I, I, I guess I'm not going to the holiday parties for my own jobs. It's not because I don't want to hang out with everyone. It's just the way it timed up. I'm, I'm on the schedule when I'm on the schedule. I'm scheduled to miss both holiday parties, and that's fine. Maybe Next year. Last week, I went to my wife's holiday party and drank up their booze and ate their food. That was cool. And then uh, the day after that, I went to the Bleacher Creature holiday party at Yankee Tavern. So I'm good. I don't need to go to any 
holiday parties. All right, what else? So just talk to Paul Schwartz. I did have in my notes, I, I mentioned that Julian Love is a pro bowler. I think he should be. I think he deserves to be. He's currently seventh in the voting for strong safeties. And you know how that works. Somebody's going to drop out or someone in front of him is not going to want to play or you know how that goes. And I think he will be a pro bowler. So go and vote for him, Giants fans. You got a couple guys that are going to be in the Pro Bowl this year. What else in my notes? We had a caller talk about Jeremy Pena as a rookie and the Astros. Look at what they did, you know, putting that, that rookie in there. Jeremy Pena went to uh, University of Maine. He's 25 years old. And I think the, the caller tried to, and I'm not knocking the caller. I'm just, you know, putting information out there. I'd put a note in this or put a pin in this uh, and made a note of it. He referred to Alvarez and Beatty as like, why can't they have the success that he had? Well, they're they're 21 and 22. Alvarez is 21, Beatty's 22. Jeremy Pena is, is three, four years older than them. And there's uh, clips floating around on the internet of Jeremy Pena talking about how Carlos Correa mentored him in the Astros system. He learned from, you know, a generational shortstop for the Astros to the next. He learned from their guy who just signed for 13 years and 350 elsewhere. So that's all I've got. Let's get back into the calls. Thanks for holding. I appreciate you guys that stay on hold when I have a guest. I don't have any more guests lined up, and I'm not looking for any more guests. I host the show. You guys call in. You host the show with me. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to do. Um, Obviously, the conversation started around the Yankees. They're, you know, not really spending. Uh, They spent on Aaron Judge. As a Yankees fan, I feel like we're all kind of just waiting on the next thing. And you got to have some patience. You got to wait. It is what it is. But I'm looking at Brian Cashman like, hey, you're on the clock. Uh, you just signed this new contract. Make some moves. I'm, I'm giving Hal Steinbrenner credit for Aaron Judge. It's been over a week since we got the Judge news. What else? Rodon, Benintendi. Are you able to trade Hicks? Are you able to trade Donaldson? Or does everyone hate the Yankees and no one wants to help you out with that? I don't know. That's for Brian Cashman to do. So we wait. As Yankees fans, we wait. And Yankees fans, I know, it's hard to look at the Mets, back-to-back winners, and see what they do. And, uh, you know, you got to kind of just worry about yourself. Worry about your own team. We're not in the same league. And uh, what Steve Cohen is doing has nothing to do with what Hal Steinbrenner and the Yankees are doing. It's just, uh, you know, the comparisons are there between George Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen and the Yankees of old and the current Mets. And it's funny to hear uh, Mets fans in the past that said the Yankees just buy their championships. I wouldn't even want one of those championships. They buy all their players. Well, if they go on to win a World Series, that conversation flips. But that's the thing. They haven't won anything yet. They don't give out rings in the winter. Let's get back to the phones. Ralph is in Yonkers on the fan. What's up, Ralph? Hey, good evening, Keith. I tell you, you got a great show. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. You really uh, took over for Captain Midnight. We appreciate it. But uh, listen, I got to call and take it to task a little bit. And the reason I'm calling is one of our fellow Yankee fans earlier called about how I'm, I've been a long-time Yankee fan and blah, 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 but I can't watch anymore. Listen, there's no entitlement on winning, number one, okay? So he kind of sounds like that Yankee fan that, and you kind of sound like it too, is that it's all about winning, right? So what about the actual Wait, hold on. Every, everything as a fan is about winning. We don't get into no, this to lose. No, Keith, Keith, what about watching competitive, good baseball? Is that important, or is it just did we win or lose? 
Why do you watch the game? Just look we, at the we, results the next day. We watch the game because they play to win the game. Hello? Competitive? The Yankees are always competitive. The reason Yankees fans feel how they feel is because they haven't gotten back to a World Series. They've been to three ALCSs in the last couple years. They've been in the postseason the last couple years. It's not good enough. Hey, guess what? Why don't you trade places with a Pittsburgh fan or a Detroit fan? I, I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh. I, I grew up in New Jersey. I picked the Yankees when I was five. I'm but I'm not trading places with anyone. <laughs> it is I what get it that. Is. You know what? If you lived in ancient Rome, you'd probably root for the Lions to eat the Christians. Let's see competitive baseball. Or do you want to win every game 10 to nothing? What's the point? Tell me, please. What's the point of that? What's I don't know. You're, you're losing me, bro. I don't know where we're going with this. You don't understand? I want to see these young kids mature. You want to push them to the side and sign free agents. You want to get rid of Hicks? Who's taking him from us? That's our mistake. You want to get rid of Donaldson? Who's taking it? That's our mistake. So fix the mistake. You can fix your mistake, yeah. And do do I want to see these young kids? Of course. But do I trust this organization to actually bring these kids up and them turn into actual MLB all-stars like they're, you know, hugged to be, like they're coveted to be, like they're projected to be? No, I don't trust the Yankees to develop them. I don't even trust the Yankees to sign them. Look at what happened with Judge. They could have signed Judge for a lot less and then – been able to do more, spend more. I don't I don't trust the Yankees to effectively do that. Look at Miguel Andujar and Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier and Greg Bird and Chance Adams, and there's a long list. Well, I feel how can you develop players when you have people bloodthirsty for winning every year? There's no time to develop players. Oh, we got to bring in – Hey, Ralph, the Yankees set that Stan- standard. They created that culture. Every single spring training, they coach up the players to say, we're trying to bring a championship back to New York. It's all about winning the World Series. They did that. They set the expectations. But if you're a baseball fan, look through that and say, you know what? Let me watch good baseball. And by the way, I'm not even sure people your age know what good baseball is. Do you know what good baseball is? What you're watching today is crap. It's good night, Ralph. Wait, what are you talking about, bro? What, you just said a bunch of nothing. I, I, do I want to be a Pirates fan? Pirates fans don't even want to be Pirates fans. They show up to watch the Pirates beat the Yankees. That was their World Series. That is not the case here. This is New York City. This is Market One. King of the Hill. Top of the heap. What are we talking about, bro? Don't call up WFAN talking about we just want to watch competitive baseball. Mets fans want to win the World Series now just as much as the Yankees do, right? Or Yankees fans do. It's not enough to be competitive. I heard someone call up Salicata and talk about, well, the Yankees are going to be a top five team. What are we talking about, bro? You can't accept that. You got to try to be the best. You got to try to win World Series. You play to win the game and win the championship. Am I confused? Somebody call me up and tell me I'm not tweaking. Because that call just threw me for a loop. Did he mention ancient Rome? What's going on? (laughs) Listen, don't tell the young folks that we don't know what good baseball is. Baseball has changed a ton. And it's going to change more this upcoming season. Go check out the schedule. Go check out the rule changes. It's going to keep evolving. But as it evolves, the Yankees have to evolve. The Mets are evolving. The Mets look different. 
The Yankees have to evolve and get back to doing what they literally did to make us all diehard fans, win championships. That's all it's about. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take another break. I'll be right back. Hey, yo, hey, yo, let's go. Keith McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host, talking sports, taking your calls on whatever you want to talk about, but just, just don't call up talking about watching competitive baseball. Being a fair-weather fan because you want to win? I thought we all wanted to win, right? When you pick a team as a kid, you almost never pick the team that was competitive and lost. That's where the term, like, front-runners comes from. Kids are front-runners. They want to win. A team that wins the championship, they want to wear that hat, wear that jacket. You never look at a team that loses. Like, the, the Nationals didn't, the Nationals didn't uh, gain a bunch of fans this year. <laughs> Unless their dads made them fans, like they're you know some kids that came into baseball this year, their dads made them fans, and they're they're thinking otherwise of that. You're a fan because you want to go on the journey every year with your team through the season, and the hope is that it culminates in a championship. And I don't care whether you're five just getting into sports, or you're 85 still hanging on to. You know, every sports guy, like, it doesn't matter how old you are, uh, what team you root for. The common thing is we all want to win. Losing sucks. And when you're a Yankees fan and you got into the Yankees because they were dominant, because they were winning, and this is baseball we're talking about where there is no salary cap, where you can go buy the best players you should, and you should also develop players. Looking at the New York Yankees, man, like, there's no excuse. They're in a drought. And I guess you can say things like the league has closed the gap on them or, oh, you know, it's competitive and, and they're close. But no, you got to demand excellence. And I hope you carry that same mentality in every facet of your life. Don't just settle for being in it. Be the best. Don't just settle for being competitive. Go win. Go win. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up 877-337-6666 as we continue to talk about the Yanks. I want to take a call. It's not about the Yanks before I get back to all of the Yankees calls. Neil is in Hawthorne. What's up, Neil? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call, man. Just want to say uh, sorry you couldn't attend your own Christmas party. I think that's really messed up. I really enjoy the show, and I think you deserve better than that. Nah, it is what it is, man. I, and I wouldn't even yeah. have drank because, I, like, say I did show up for the party in the middle of the day. <laughs> I wasn't going to drink because I got a show to do tonight. So it wasn't it wasn't meant for me. It was meant for, like, you know, the people that work at Odyssey WFAN that aren't on air. I listen to Boomer call Craig and talk about it, and I related to that. It's just like, you know, tomorrow – my other gig at MLB Network, they'll be getting together at uh, the American Dream. They've got a you know three-hour party. I'm on air for two hours during that three hours, so I won't make that one either. It's fine. Uh, brutal. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm really glad you got uh, Paul on the show. I think that guy hit the Giants' uh, nail on the head. Um, the interior line has been pretty suspect for us. Uh, the injuries with our secondary, like he said, I mean, these guys were not supposed to be playing. So this game coming in with the Redskins, which I think is basically the make-or-break game for the Giants at this point, I mean, that D-line is going to have to brutalize Heineke. 
Otherwise, I think this is going to be a really tough time. But uh, to leave you with one thing, Keith, I want to ask you, um, do we have to criticize the Giants organization for not going after a receiver in the free agency? I mean, it was a need all year. It was a conversation all year. We don't have to criticize them because all year they've been saying that they believe in their guys. We had Darius Slayton call in to myself and Kim Jones on Thursday Night Live a few weeks ago, and they said, hey, we believe we have the talent in that receiver room. And I'm sure Brian Dable and and Shane and, and you know, they're all, they, they believe that too. And they also can't necessarily go out and sign, you know, uh, whoever um, – I don't think it's it's I don't think it's something that we have to criticize them about, but it is a valid talking point, right? The whole year, it's it's like, hey, uh, you started off the year thinking it was going to be Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, uh, Shep, and, and you lost those guys. None of them. None of them. So it's like, what do you None do? Like, and when you're winning, right? When you're six and one, when you're seven and two, you got to be checking every uh, you know every avenue to get better. And like I said, they did bring in Isaiah Hodgins, so. You know, maybe they felt like he was the right fit. I know he's not a star. He's not, practice you know, squad. Practice yeah, he's a practice squad, squad guy. guy. But they they did add him, and he did score a couple touchdowns. So they you, yeah, but that just goes to show if we would have maybe got back. I mean, Odell Beckham was not the guy that I wanted to bring in, but it just goes to show if we could have brought in a guy that can get open for on one. his own. That, that was the conversation at, at the trade deadline. They were, they were talking about Jerry Judy. They were talking about yeah, you know, where was Judy? I don't know. He scored three touchdowns last week. Surprised me. They were saying that's, he was going to do his thing, but I was expecting three touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we need we need yeah. somebody to throw the ball to, and I just feel bad for Daniel Jones, and I just pray that this New York market doesn't throw Daniel Jones out without him getting at least one more season. Sure, and people are mad at me for saying this isn't the year. Well, they didn't go for it like it was the year. They didn't go and get – Daniel Jones a weapon in his prove-it year. They didn't go and get a, a better receiver in a year where they started off 6-1, and 7-2 and two because they're waiting. Yeah. yeah, I get it, but I'm just worried if that destroyed our playoff chances this year. They're still alive. Thanks for the call, Neil. They're still alive. The playoff chances, you, you take it week by week, right? Sunday night football. All eyes on the Giants versus the Commanders. Daniel Jones needs to have the game of his life. And I think he can. He's balled on them before. He likes playing down there. Man, do it with your legs. If, if if these guys are dropping passes, that's another thing, too. This guy's had a bunch of drops. Like, you know, you would want to go get him a, a more shorthanded receiver, a playmaker. But there's not always the, the options there. And, like, that's why I got to remind folks, this is year one. They came in knowing what they were inheriting. They came in knowing they were in cap hell. It's like, here we are now, week 15. And the Giants haven't won in a month, and they're hurt, and they're not the same team that they were in the beginning of the year with a roster that we all thought wasn't good enough to compete and get to the playoffs. Now they've lost a lot of those guys to injury. What do you expect to happen? I expect them to compete. I expect the coaches to game plan and strategize and, uh, you know, try and find a way to win. They tied this team. So that doesn't mean that they're far away from beating this team. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.